0: This episode is an interview I did recently on the Mankind Project podcast. It is all about the 100 days of being bold and talking to strangers that I have embarked on, explaining why I'm asking strangers for bold and outrageous things. Tune in to learn what happens when you turn up the boldness in your life and what is possible when you're willing to get out of your comfort zone and talk to some strangers. Enjoy.
1: G'day and welcome to a live recording of the Mankind Podcast, the show where we break the molds of modern manhood to prove there's more than one way to be a man. I'm your host, Brandon Clift, and today we are joined by Gregory Benedict. Gregory is a professionally certified executive life and leadership coach who specializes in helping leaders and individuals achieve their biggest dreams and live a story worth telling. His work with clients is heavily influenced by the top five regrets of the dying and focuses on the three pillars of fear, love and fulfillment. Gregory is currently on day 19 of a hundred days of making bold requests and talking to strangers because he believes that everything we want in life is on the other side of fear and that the universe rewards bold action. Mate, grateful to have you on the show.
0: So happy to be here, Brendan. Thanks for having me.
1: Yeah, absolutely. Now, big thanks, of course, goes to Dane Sanders for, uh, connecting us. We both were a part of his, uh, yeah, men of, challenge. right Men of pain, men of discomfort <laughs> program. And uh yeah, mate, you just you smashed it. You did so well. That's back to friendship in us and we finally reconnected because I saw on your stories you were posting yourself going up to strangers on the beach asking the most obscure strange questions and the results were absolutely hilarious. So, tell us a little bit more about what has inspired you to jump into this world
0: of rejection. Absolutely. So I would say at a high level, there are two things that are driving this 100 days of making bold asks, talking to strangers, getting rejected. And one is personal, and one is something that I stumbled across. And to give credit where credit is due, I'll start with the something that I stumbled across. And it is a book called Rejection Proof. It's a book, Rejection Proof, by Jia Jiang. And it is all about this man who was approaching 30, he was about to have his first kid, had a cushy mid-level manager job at a marketing firm, and he just felt dead. He felt dead on the inside, like he had always wanted to be an entrepreneur. And here he was about to turn 30, about to have a family, and he wasn't fulfilling his lifelong dream. And so he decides to quit his job. His wife, who is four months away from having their first child, says i'll give you six months to go out and start a company six months if you can't start a company in six months you have to go back to your job and it's this epic story of him almost getting funding for the company he starts in four months the vc investor passing on it him going back to his wife saying i have to go get my job back don't i and she says what do you mean you still have two months left and so gia goes out and he decides for a hundred days he's going to try and get rejected by strangers in the most outrageous ways because he realizes that he is terrified of hearing the word no the word no has been holding him back in all areas of his life and this book documents the 100 ways that he goes out and asks for crazy things he gets rejected in some of them but what he finds is that the people that things the things that people say yes to surprise him and that he can overcome his fear of rejection by essentially using exposure therapy and just doing it over and over and over again. So I read the book about two years ago and it just touched something inside of me. It inspired me so much. I had all of this energy and then like most people, I didn't do anything with it. I was like, (laughs) oh, that was a great book. Let me tell my friends about it. And then recently I revisited it. I felt that same energy, that same spark and I was like, okay, we've been here before, let's actually do something about it this time. And so I decided to embark on my own 100-day challenge of being bold and talking to strangers. And there's a slight distinction there. It's not just getting rejected for two reasons, which actually feeds into the personal side of things, which I was talking about earlier. So I wanted to put a personal twist on it. One, because I don't just want to steal his thing. I'm sure he loves people doing it exactly like him, but I wanted to make it a little more personal for me. And the personal part is that I've always been fascinated by this phrase, fortune favors the bold. Mm. Fortune favors the bold has played a huge role in my life because I can't control fortune, what happens to me, but I can control the other part of that phrase, which is the bold. I can control how bold I'm being and my hypothesis is that the bolder I be in my life, the more fortune increases, the more good things happen to me. And I've been testing this in my personal life for a while, and it seems to hold true. One of the best experiences of my year required about 11 seconds of confidence and led me to the best romantic relationship of my life. And we can get into that story later, but that is the personal side of all of this the personal side being that I feel like whenever I am bold, whenever I'm playful, whenever I am out in the world talking to strangers, having the courage to ask them ridiculous things and just introduce myself, things seem to get so much better for me and also for the people around me. So that is why I am on these 100 days of being bold and talking to strangers. (laughs) That's
1: freaking cool. I mean, when I'm watching your videos, or just when we were talking about it before this conversation, man, I was puckering up. Uh, it, <laughs> it makes me uncomfortable to think about just going up to strangers and, and just talking to them. Uh, and one thing that I found really intriguing the other day when we were talking, I was like, okay, be real with me. What percentage of these experiences are you getting kind of turned down? So what would you say on a percentage scale that you're getting turned down?
0: It's wild, but I'm probably at 80% yes, 20% no.
1: And 80% yes, 20% no.
0: Yeah. And when people do say no, I've had a couple, no, who are you? This seems crazy. Get out of here. I mean, Mm -hmm. no one's actually said get out of here, but that's what I've said to myself after. But most of the times people say yes. And if it is a no, it's a no because it doesn't work for them in that moment. Right. And that is a huge thing, a huge lesson from that book, Rejection Proof, is that when people say no, it's not for the reason that you're making up in your head that you're crazy, you're not good enough. It's usually logistically, it doesn't work for them. And if you ask why, why is it a no? Like Super politely, you find out that for some obscure reason, they can't do it today, but they can do it tomorrow, things like that.
1: Yeah. Or they're like, look, I'm walking here with my wife. Like we're just spending alone time. You know, it, you get a rational reason. Um, So of that 20% that say no, an even smaller percent. Well, you said when we spoke, there hasn't been a single, you know, single moment where someone's been rude or horrible or, and just been like, no, piss off. So this is really cool. I want to ask like, what has been, we can talk about how you've you found your misses. And I think that's pretty cool. That's really cool. But, who's been the most surprising like what was one of the challenges give me give me what what was the morning like what were you thinking in your brain are you going oh not today i knew this was coming but not today you know give us an example of something like that
0: yes i feel like a disclosure warning for anyone who takes this on is that you will experience exactly what you just said brandon of oh man, not today. Not today. I did it yesterday. I did it the day before. I don't want to do it today. And that's pretty much every day for me right now. Right. I'm realizing that the sooner I do it in the day, the better I feel. It's just that phrase, eat the frog, eat the frog. do the hard thing in the morning. And I feel so much better for the rest of the day because I've done it, but also because I've had this powerful experience of human connection that boosts me for the rest of the day. And you always feel better when you do the things that you say you're gonna do. So the most surprising encounters I've had and the ones that have been the hardest for me were some of the first. The one I'm thinking of in particular is I decided that I was going to go walk around my neighborhood, which I do every single day, Mm -hmm. and knock on someone's door and ask if I can jump in their swimming pool. And (laughs) not everyone has a swimming pool around here, but I happen to know that this house did because I've seen it, it's in the back. And this one really scared me. But at the same time, it was hilarious. That's usually how I gauge what I'm gonna do for the day. I think of a bunch of things and whichever one makes me pause and laugh out loud because it's so unusual is the one I go with. Hmm. And so I go on my neighborhood walk, I'm walking up to the house, they have a gate, like a gate in front of their driveway that's closed a lot of the times. And I was walking up and it looked like it was closed. And I was like, oh, thank God, yeah. I can't do it. I'm not going to climb over their gate. I don't want to intrude into someone's life. But of course, chance has it that there's an opening in the gate that's like five feet. It's like semi-closed, not all the way closed. And I'm like, all right, game on. Oh. So I walk up to the door. I press the ring, uh, the doorbell and it's one of those ring doorbells. So mm-hmm. I know that as soon as I press it, he someone's watching me on their phone. they can see who's at the door, and I've quickly learned that the longest period of time in the universe is the time it takes between when you ring a stranger's doorbell and the time it takes for them to answer the door Yes, so I'm sitting there, I'm nervous, I'm shaking, I'm sweating, and this man answers the door, and I wanted to make it bold. I wanted to make it outrageous. I didn't want to start with qualifications and explaining that I'm doing this challenge, so he answers my the door. Next question
1: yeah, that you weren't just going to be like, Hey, I'm doing this rejection challenge. And it's really important that I overcome blah, blah, blah. Can I please jump? Yeah. So he opens the door.
0: Totally. And I've give my, I give myself permission to share that context later, but not at first. And so he opens the door. I put on my best smile and I say, hi, I'm Gregory. And I was wondering if I could jump in your pool. And it's at this moment that the funniest things happen. People are confused. They usually start laughing. You can see the wheels turning in their head when they're like quickly doing an assessment of this man in front of them like who is this guy what does he want what is he trying to sell me am i safe is he dangerous why does he have a mustache like all of these things (laughs) and he laughs and he goes sure i guess like why people always ask why and then that's when i give myself permission to be like hey i'm doing this thing where i'm challenging myself to talk to strangers and make outrageous asks Uh, Sometimes I bring in the fortune favors the bold thing. Sometimes I don't. And he's like, all right, like meet me, meet me out back. I'll see you there in a second. So I walk around the house and I'm like, this is what I'm doing. Is there any way that you can film me jumping in your pool? And he's like, yeah, I got you. And so he owned it. He owned it. He, I'm about to jump in the pool. He's cheering me on. He's like, go Gregory. And I jump in and then he like turns the camera around and it's like that was amazing, man. How many days do you have left? And it was super cool, was such a cool moment. It's funny because you can just see him on the video just being like laughing to himself, being like, this is insane, but also cool. Yeah. And that was that was the big moment that started it all for me. That wasn't my first challenge. I think that was number two or number three. But yeah. I made that was the first time I made a video about it. I made a little Instagram reel, you know, chopped up all of the things and posted it on Instagram. And that reel got like 220,000 views, which for me is insane. I mean, I have like a thousand followers or I had a thousand followers at the time. Now it's almost doubled because people are really resonating with this idea. And I guess Mm. they want to follow along.
1: Mate, that's that's awesome. That's so good. And that was just three days in. Yeah. So what has been the most... uh... Well, let me ask you, what's been the ripple effect? Of this experience, not just on you, but how has it knocked onto the people around you?
0: Yeah, it's been really, really cool to see the ripple effect. I would say that 95% of the people who I talk to about this, and it's not me telling them what I'm doing, it's just I'm usually just coming from the challenge or I'm about to do one, and they're like, okay, what's going on? You seem fired up or nervous or whatever. So, it's naturally coming up in pretty much all of my interactions. And 95% of the people I tell about this, they have the reaction you did, where they're like, oh man, that is so awesome. Something comes alive inside of me, and I'm also terrified at the same time. But people are really resonating with it. And so much so that I now have these group, these 14 day group cohorts where I'm doing it alongside people. I'm sharing ideas with them of what they can do. I'm providing one-on-one support throughout it. We're having group calls to talk about what was the hardest one for you this week. And it's been really cool to see how, just like the author of that book, Gia, inspired me. Apparently, surprisingly, I'm inspiring other people to do it. And getting to do it alongside people has been amazing. It's really helped me because it forces me to continue with the challenge, my own challenge of 100 days. And it's making it slightly and i'll say slightly easier for me to keep going but it's been really cool to see the people who resonate with it and then the other five percent i like that's stupid like what are you doing that's dangerous why would you do that it's like a lot of it's like a lot of anger almost it's like why would you do that (laughs) because because they are uncomfortable by the idea of going up to strangers and I don't blame them. I'm very uncomfortable still. I just do it despite the, the fear, despite the discomfort.
1: Well, you're challenging an internal status quo in a big way, right? The part of our mind or psyche that wants to keep us safe, keep us in the familiar doesn't like to be stretched outside of its you know perceived capacity and so look what you're doing man you're proving something to yourself every day you're standing in the fire um that's neat man that's neat so tell us about how you met your missus
0: yeah i love this story because this is really this was before the challenge but this is really what inspired the challenge it inspired the tattoo i have on my arm that's a constant reminder you got some ink I did i did you, i got a tattoo can you, can you show us we'll see Let's see if i can get this into the camera Whoa. it's a small two lines of text on my forearm pointed toward me as a personal reminder and it says live a story worth telling hmm. and that experience of getting the tattoo was a story worth telling in and of itself it was in japan with my best friend at a japanese tattoo parlor where the man spoke zero English. We were having translation issues. I was like, oh my gosh, is he going to spell the words wrong? It was a wild experience, but it turned out okay. But this whole idea of living a story worth telling is very related to all of this. And it's very related to how I met my girlfriend. Hmm. To me, living a story worth telling is about living the life that you want to remember. It's about having all of the experiences in your life, to create the memories you crave, having the impact in other people's lives that you desire. It's about living your life completely how you want to and not how others expect of you. It has a lot to do with the five regrets of the dying, which we can touch on later, but time for the story. So I was getting breakfast with a friend. We had just gone on a hike. We're in this cafe. It's one of my favorite cafes in Solana Beach, San Diego called the Naked Cafe. People always ask me, can you wear clothes there? Yes, mm. it's so good. And I'm sitting down for breakfast. And as I go to sit down, I catch eye contact with this woman, a couple of tables over and she's beautiful. I don't often have a visceral reaction to seeing someone, but when I saw her as I'm sitting down, I'm like, I need to talk to this woman, but she was busy. I was busy. And I was like, okay, I'm going to eat my breakfast. And if she's still here at the end of it, I guess I have to go say something to her. And we finish up breakfast and they are still there. And so it's, she's sitting at a table with another guy who's sitting across from her, might be her boyfriend, might not, I'm not sure. And another, another woman who is one of her best friends. So I finish breakfast, they're still there. And I'm like, okay, I have to do this. And again, this is where the personal reminder comes in. I look down at my arm, it says, live a story worth telling. And I was like, okay. I got to do this, this would be a story worth telling. This is bold, this is fun, this is who I want to be. And I had left my phone in the car, just something I was trying to do more of. So I didn't have my phone, I couldn't walk up and you know get her number like that. And so I asked the waitress for a paper receipt and a pen, and I write Gregory and my phone number on it. So I have the receipt in hand, I stand up from my table, my palms are sweaty and i walk over to the table which again that walk was probably 8 steps but it felt like 2 3 miles to get there mm-hmm. and as i'm walking up the guy across from her is speaking and i don't want to be one of those people who just ignores the guy and talks to the girl especially interrupting him so i look him in the eyes and i go hey man so sorry but can i interrupt for a moment mm-hmm. and he looks at me and he's like uh yeah go for it and I've talked to him now after the experience. It's one of my girlfriend's really good friends. And he thought that I worked there. And then I was coming to tell them, hey, you guys have to give up your table because you've been here for like two hours. (laughs) So he says, okay, yeah, sure, go for it. And then that's when I turn to my girlfriend. Her name is Mika. And I look her in the eyes and I say, hey, you're really cute, which means you probably have a boyfriend. But if you don't, here's my number. And I like slide the receipt across the table. And... When I said the part about, you probably have a boyfriend, but if you don't, she really quickly went, I don't have a boyfriend. (laughs) And so I slide the receipt across the table. I'm feeling on top of the world. I'm like, yes, let's go. And I'm like, all right, guys, have a good day. And I walk away. And my friend who I had been having breakfast with had been outside watching the whole thing because he was like, dude, you have to do this, but I can't be here for it. I need to go outside. Like, I can't handle this. I'm nervous. (laughs) And so it was that moment, literally, probably took 11 seconds of overcoming my fear. And again, this is not something I had done often. I am not the smooth, suave person who's always approaching girls in cafes. I'd never done that before. I just felt like I needed to do it here. And she ended up texting me. We ended up hanging out. We ended up absolutely hitting it off. And we've been dating for six months now. And it has been the best romantic relationship of my life you were bold enough to take
1: a risk and live a story worth telling
0: yeah and i think one piece i'll add to that another reason why it felt really good and personally fulfilling for me is because i had been on the dating apps for like a month before that i tried out hinge and yeah. it just felt so inauthentic it didn't feel like me yeah. and i had been talking smack about dating apps being like i don't like these i don't want to use them and so that was Another thing, it's like, if you're gonna talk the talk, you have to walk the walk. So go out there and meet people organically in the real world. Who knew that it
1: was still possible in 2023 to go out and organically meet people? Right? Wow, wow, mate, yeah, you cut from an older cloth, my friend. Um, <laughs> I'm <laughs> an old soul, amazing. I am an old soul. <laughs> an old soul. Well, man, look, it's uh, it's amazing to see you go through this journey And I love that you're documenting it. And and just from what I know of you and, uh, and how you've been approaching this challenge, you're not broadcasting as if it's like, follow me on this journey so you can eventually become a life coaching client of mine, or like, I can tell this is truly an inward vision and any knock on effects is purely out of your control and out of your intention It's just it just happens to knock on others. But really, first and foremost, like this is becoming a crucible for you. And 19 days in 19 days in if you can sum up, and, and for those listening, we're going to check back in periodically throughout this process so if we should have a cool little uh, rejection, living boldly epoch uh, to be able to provide you in the future yeah 19 days in how how can you sum it up so far and what is providing you with the most excitement angst fear going forward
0: i think the things that has provided me so far are so many interactions that rekindled my faith in humanity in strangers my experience and again this is just my experience has been that strangers are so kind, so amazing. Last night, for example, my ridiculous ask, it was late, it was sunset, I hadn't done anything. So I thought of the most ridiculous thing I could think of. I walk up to this guy at sunset. And I was like, hey man, have you ever seen the Lion King? Uh, he's like, yeah. I'm like, you know that scene where Simba is like lifted up? Can you lift me up above your head at sunset right now? And <laughs> instead of saying no, and saying you're a crazy person, the first question he asks, he looks at me and he goes, "How much do you weigh?" <laughs> and I was like, "Like 175." And he's like, "Ah, uh, I don't think so. I don't think I could lift you above my head." And it just makes me think, like, if I had said like 140, would he have done it? Yeah. And he says no, but then we just start chatting, and he introduces himself, and I'm like, "Yeah, sorry, I know that was wild, but like, what are you up to? How's sunset?" And we just have this conversation, and so my faith in humanity and strangers has been restored and that everyone I've talked to has been kind and compassionate. Even if someone says no, they don't yell at me. They don't beat me up. All of those fears I had were proven to be false. And also getting to do it with other people has been amazing. I want my life to be about helping other people live a story worth telling in addition to my own and getting to challenge people to get outside of their comfort zone, and then also figure out how can you make these asks applicable to your dreams, applicable to your life about who you want to become? How can we make each challenge specific to you has been super, super cool. So the kindness of strangers, realizing that there are good people, you don't hear about it on the news very much, Mm -hmm. and getting to inspire, support, challenge, encourage, poke, prod. All of these people who are doing it alongside me have been those two things have been amazing. Fantastic. Fantastic.
1: Well mate, I am so eager for our next check-in. I think it's gonna be uh yeah. It's gonna be amazing. Can't wait to hear the stories. And yeah, for those of you listening and watching us live, uh Yeah, or or for those of us watching Gregory, what is something you want to share with them that just to get their toes in the water and and, and perhaps they're like you day one or like you, the first day you picked up the book, what is some words of encouragement and perhaps just a a small bit of skin in game skin in the game that someone can start with?
0: Yeah. I think the thing that has helped me the most with this, but also in other areas of my life is that the moment you leave your comfort zone, You've already succeeded. It's not about the outcome. It's not about if the person says yes or no, or gives you a hug or doesn't. It's about do you have the courage to accept the challenge? And if you flip how you're measuring it, if the KPI is did I attempt the the, the thing, did I try my best, then the moment you take that step, you've succeeded, hmm. and it's it frees you. It frees you. It's like anyone can physically walk up to a door and press the doorbell it's the physiological and mental barriers that get in the way not the physical yeah
1: fantastic Uh, oh amazing amazing well mate i'm pumped up i've got butterflies in my stomach right now thinking about some sales calls i got to make this week for my job so mate this is this is great inspiration it's a it's a great story and i'm so grateful to catch you on the early stages of the journey mate you're 20% 20% of the way, you got another 80 to go. And this is this is super cool, super neat. I wanna thank all of you that have joined us today live for the Mankind Podcast, the show where we break the molds of modern manhood to prove there is more than one way to be a man. Gregory, for those that wanna find out more about you, uh, where can they find you?
0: I think the best place at this point is to follow along on Instagram. So we'll put my Instagram handle in the show notes. It's my full name, Gregory Russell Benedict. And I think that's the best place because I am making some content around this. I'm not filming every single one. I'm not doing the hidden camera thing because I don't want to step on people's privacy. But for the people who are excited about it and they wanna get involved once I tell them about it, we we film it, we make it fun, we make it light. And so the best way to follow along is definitely on Instagram because you can see the progress, you can see the challenges. That's, that's the best. Heck yeah.
1: Heck yeah. Fantastic. We're definitely, links will be in the show notes. And for those joining us live, I've already posted in the comments, Gregory's uh, Instagram handle. And I'm just going to put this out there. Let's get Jia Jiang on the show during one of these. Maybe it's day 100. Maybe it's just day 50. Let's get him on. Let's show him the power of, uh, of his story and his book, as well as Jason Comley, who, uh, who originally set this all up and put this whole process together that inspired him. So we're gonna put that out there in the ether, in the universe
0: and and make it happen. And the worst they can say is
1: no.
0: (laughs) That's something I remind myself a lot. the worst thing that can happen is nothing. The best thing that can happen is anything.